0: Hey guys, this is Doug with FellowshipOfTheMartyrs.com Sorry, just did a little praying Kind of started the video a little soon <coughs> I want to talk to you I will to just tell you some stories about Demons To build your faith To give you a sense of where we've been And things we've had to deal with here and for whatever teaching purposes. I get phone calls regularly, emails, private messages on YouTube from people with all kinds of stories. Stories they're afraid to tell because they think everybody will think they're crazy and most of the world will think they're crazy and I'm sure that they're not and I have... I'm to a point where just nothing really surprises me anymore. Um... People call me and need to repent because I had sex with a goat, I was involved in this ceremony, I was one of the brides of Satan, actually had intercourse with Satan himself, I was offered up to Satan as a child, it, uh, uh, I've seen human sacrifices, um, I've, I've heard tons of stuff. Or, oh, oh, rescued a girl who was running in the road naked who escaped a human sacrifice and took her home and hit her and had all kinds of scary things follow as they tried to find her again. Um, Sister from uh, South Carolina that called me. A demon called Mr. Nobody that they had named him was walking around the house terrorizing the family uh, things flinging around the rooms, tripped her in the driveway, fell down um, hurt, got hurt kid got pushed down the stairs by something at night mom and dad and the kids would be huddled up in one bed listening to Mr. Nobody walk around the house and rattle things and Whatever, and didn't seem to have any way to get him out of there. We talked about it, prayed about it, helped get her some more authority, get her cup more full of Jesus, armor up her house, and uh, kick Mr. Nobody's butt. Uh, and uh, they're seeing better, hearing better, walking better. Uh, angels showing up around the house more often the little kids are seeing them and having confidence and faith, whatever. My daughter Emily when she was three and a half started seeing monsters in her room at night we didn't think anything much about it I was still pretty early in this walk this was about five years ago and um, I didn't know what I know now after 24-7 for five years of spiritual warfare um, but I didn't think much about it and I just figured she had too much pepperoni for dinner until she started drawing pictures on her easel of snarly things with upside down five point stars in their eyes okay I didn't teach my three and a half year old to draw an upside down five point star a demonic satanic five point star so I pull this piece of paper off this easel and take it to a friend uh, that's um, been coming to the furniture store excuse me it's pretty late uh, here um, she is like a th- third generation coming out of witchcraft and uh, I show her this and I, and I said look what do I make of this and she said oh this is great okay why is this great well because your daughter's seen it in the spirit and that's a gift and that's really good okay I get that and it means that they're manifesting and they're not hiding anymore, that they're coming out of the dark because they're, they know their time is about up. And I'm like, oh yeah, their time is about up because we ain't playing this. And uh, so we start teaching her how to defend herself and we anoint the house and, and do a better job of getting it cleaned out and making sure that things aren't in the house that shouldn't be, that open doorways. And so we teach her to defend herself. And at night, I'd be in the other room. She's like, Daddy, there's a monster in my room. You know what to do, honey. In the name of Jesus, go away. Is it gone, honey? Yeah, it's gone, Daddy. Good night. She'd go to sleep. That's the reality of spiritual warfare. That's the most simplistic, faith-like-a-child spiritual warfare. You just believe in faith. The name of Jesus is going to work. And don't back down. And it does. When she was five, um, I was I was gone a lot at the furniture store um, almost every night. And uh, Rachel had already filed for separation and was planning on taking the girls and leaving uh, because money wasn't coming in. She couldn't see how this was God, whatever. But one night, right before they left, I'm home and Rachel says, Come here, look at this. We're standing in the doorway and Emily's five she's in preschool. she's in like summer school babysitting daycare before kindergarten starts, the summer before kindergarten. Anyway, she's sitting on the bed and she's reading this book out loud and she's reading really well. I mean, just reading the book. She's not sounding out the words slowly. Um, She can write her name, she can about half the time finish the alphabet song mostly right, but she can't sound out words. But she's sitting on the bed reading this book, perfectly, and, and it's a picture book. I mean, it's a kids book, but even so, she's reading it, and she's she's just, you know, five, and five and a half, five and three or four months, something like that. And uh, Rachel says, uh, "Did you memorize that book?" "No, mommy. This is a new book." "Are they teaching you how to read in summer school?" "No." "Who taught you how to read?" Wilbur. Who's Wilbur? Wilbur's over there. He explains stuff to me and tells me to obey you guys and yesterday he taught me how to read. I'm like, uh... Well, this is a year and a half later after the Upside Down Five Point Stars. We've been through a lot of stuff. And, uh... I'm like, Lord, uh... Wilbur's from you, right? Because I don't typically like imaginary friends. Oh, yeah. Wilbur's with me. Uh... Lord, why can't I see Wilbur? He's not your angel. Okay, what's this about? He says, well, you were busy obeying me. You couldn't be home, so I taught your kid how to read myself. And nobody can deny that from one day to the next, she was reading. Top of her class, straight A's in school, and God did it in one day. Less than a day. I don't know how long it took Wilbur to teach her. month or so later, uh, Rachel took off with the girls. Um, As of now, I haven't seen them in close to three years. Don't even know where they are for sure. Moved out of the city. But when they left, and I was crying out to the Lord about, you know, they're going to grow up without a dad and whatever. He's like, "Uh, I'm their dad, and I'm a better dad than you. Can you teach them how to read in a day? You just keep obeying me. I'll keep taking care of your kids. And it's been a real comfort to know that he has angels stationed around them. And he's got everything under control. And he doesn't really need me. And he will fix whatever needs to be fixed. And so long as I'm punching his time clock, he'll keep providing. Now, that's an example of a little girl seeing the good guys and the bad guys. Taking authority over the bad guys, being blessed by the good guys, and the Lord doing what the Lord does, which is defend the little ones. Mm-hmm. Another example, I had a little kid, uh, a young boy, he was about five, I believe at the time, uh, was having lots of discipline problems, Um, real violent, real angry. Um, One point, he's sitting on my lap at the furniture store in, in the office, and I'm praying for him, and he starts going nuts. And his mom and another mom are there, and we're praying for him, and he starts kicking and screaming and scratching and whatever, and it's all I can do, just just, the, I, I wrap my legs around his legs. I got his arms under my arms. It's all I can do to hold this five year old. And he's trying to bite me, scratch me, kick, whatever, cursing. His voice gets deeper. He's like, I hate Christians. I'm going to kill you all. And serious stuff. <coughs> We're rebuking stuff. And, uh,. He'll change. I mean, we'll get that spirit off. Something else will jump right on. I learned this kind of musical chairs attack that they do where you rip one off, something else shows up. Then he's grunting and and kind of barking and snarling and we rip that one off and then uh, rebuke it in the name of Jesus and cast it to the abyss and whatever. And then he'll be real passive and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. I let go of him. He kicks his brother. Back we go. Hold him down. Rip that one off. And then he'll be cursing God and cursing us and cursing his mom. Rip that one off. I mean, for a half an hour, as fast as we can, all three of us are just praying and ripping and shredding and tearing and, and rebuking and whatever, and they're just hopping on. it Like a like a, a whole row of them, they'll just hop on and get off and hope we don't catch them and hop on and get off and get back in line. And I just see this like musical chairs thing happening. Until we're just getting exhausted, and they want us to believe we're not getting anywhere, that nothing is actually happening, that no demons are actually, and voices are whispering to us, You can't free him, you don't have authority, whatever. So I'm like, Lord, what's going on? And he shows me this, li- this line of demons jumping on and jumping off. And I'm like, Why isn't the door getting closed? Why are they still having access to get back onto this kid? We're ripping them off, but nothing, But the doorway that let them in isn't getting closed. You know, it's not sealed, so they just keep coming. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what's the doorway? And he says, well, it's a connection to his dad, who's a bad guy. Um, and his mom is standing right there. And so I say, look, I'm here, and this is because of a sort of soul tie opening generational curse from his dad. And so she prays and repents and asks the Lord to close it and whatever. And then, bam, that's it. Last one comes off. kid's fine. Can you say Jesus Christ is Lord? Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, he's clean. It's good. And he doesn't even remember that it happened. God, in his mercy, just blanks it out. The kid goes to play. Everything's fine. Doing way better. Easier for her to help him get his cup full and stay full. and, And after that. I've seen uh, one sister was here we were talking about um, some some things that were clogging her up keeping her from hearing God and stuff and all of a sudden she as we're talking the Lord lets me know that there's an innocent blood curse on her and I she's I don't know 50. And um, with an innocent blood curse, if if I'd known that they had been in the army and bombed a village full of innocents or something like that, that'd be one thing. But typically, an innocent blood curse is going to be for abortion or an uh, a, an intentional miscarriage of some kind. That's the most common. We got fifty million aborted babies. That's a lot of people with an innocent blood curse on their hands. Could be the guy, could be the, the the female, could be the mom that forced it on the girl, you know, all kinds. Could be the doctor, the nurse that participated. There's all kinds of people responsible that have blood on their head. Anyway, so I'm asking her, you know, did you ever have an abortion? And she says, no. And the Lord says, yes, you did. And she completely had blanked out that... Um, she had had a relationship with this guy that was a Muslim gotten pregnant broke up with him had an abortion never told him um, But, the, but and, and couldn't it, it was like wide eyed that somehow she would forgotten all about it and the Lord just brought it back to her remembrance so she goes to repent for it and everything and we're talking about this and I'm like, oh, this guy's mom is bad. I mean, this is witchcraft. This is this is serious badness in this family. He is a he is a Muslim, descended from Muhammad. Um, this baby would have been the firstborn male in the line. This is this is, and mom was mad. Mom somehow knew that there was a firstborn son out there that had been terminated and put curses on this sister. And we're just just talking about it and all of a sudden she hits the ground and starts slithering around like a snake. And I'm like, Lord, what is this? And he says, this is one of the snake gods who I don't like naming, but goes way back in history. Big name. Now this isn't the one of those, but it's one in that in that rank in that team and and I don't like when demons make my sisters tear at their clothes or curse like sailors or act stupid or roll around on the floor or something. So right away I'm ticked. Cause yeah, this is this is a, a, a wonderful dear sweet woman of God who's trying to get cleaned up. And we ain't playing that. I don't put up with no showboating from demons. So she hits the floor and starts slithering around and hissing and stuff. And right away, I'm I'm on the ground, got my hand on her shoulder, just rebuking stuff, praying in the Spirit, and letting the Holy Spirit speak what He wants to speak to deliver her, which is better than me trying to think of what to say or waving a Bible at her or whatever. A couple other folks are there. We're out in the pavilion in the park. And uh, within about 30, 40 seconds, um, we get this thing bound up and rip it off of her. And she stops slithering around and realizes how she was completely not in control for a few minutes there. And what was that? And we start talking about it. Help her get her cup full. Now that we've ripped this, thing out. It was very deep set, very powerful, very old, very ugly, and needed to come out. Well after that she has a lot more fear of the Lord, she's hearing God better, Um, lots of good fruit from getting that out. Um, And it got out by repentance. Um, Then it flared up, uh, which is great because that lets us know that it's there. We can grab a hold of it and yank it out. Um, Another sister. um, We were here at the ministry house. This was about a year ago, I guess. She'd driven up here um, to spend about a week with us and get cleaned out. The Lord had dealt with a lot of stuff on the phone when I first talked to her, but um, there was some deep-set stuff, especially related to her dad filter. And uh, I was downstairs with her and another sister who was kind of there to, to help and chaperone and pray and whatever. Uh, always try not to be alone in situations like this because there's no telling what um, can happen or what could be said or whatever after the fact. So it's real important to avoid the appearance of evil and not put anybody in a compromising situation. Anyway, so um, she, she, she and another sister and I are downstairs where we got some quiet and praying and and the Lord wants me to kind of assault her dad filter Um, so she's sitting down and I'm standing in front of her and I just start kind of praying in the spirit Um, but it's, it's real forceful and strong and she stands up out of her chair her eyes closed starts chest bumping me and like you're not the boss of me and you can't tell me what to do and whatever well I'm just praying in the spirit but the father gets real ticked off real ticked off because I got this was a kind of a father moment (coughs) and it's not Jesus speaking out of me it's the father and he is mad 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 that this demon would even dare to stand up to him and get up in his face and chest bump the father so after about the third chest bump, I'm bothered that my sister, that this demon is using my sister this way. I know that she's not in control, and I know that this is a demon, and the, and the spirit in me is furious, furious. So I grab a hold of her by the shoulders just to get her to stop chest bumping me, and the, and the father is just yelling at this demon. And it's in tongues, but I'm getting the interpretation on the fly. And it is, how dare you? How dare you defy me? What are you thinking? I am going to... And then just a, a line of vicious, painful-sounding, horrible, torturous things that the Lord's going to do to this thing, whatever. And she hits the, hits the ground like a sack of potatoes. And... This thing is still talking out of her, defying God, but then she stops, and I hear very tiny, very faint, help me. Real quiet. And then this thing's going again. So me and the other sister were laying hands on her and rebuking it out of her and, and just defying it, you know, to stand up against God because he's not happy. Finally, after about two minutes or something she gets we get the last of it out, I get an all clear from the Lord pray for her, help her get her cup full, she's still sitting on the floor and uh, can't believe what just happened Uh, and how completely out of control she was and she felt like something else had stepped in front of her and taken her over and she was trapped in the background and she said, I was screaming with all I had in me, help me, help me, help me, get me out of here, wh- help me. All we could hear was the tiniest, tiniest little whisper of a help me, um, wh- was as loud as she could be. Uh, and this is a girl with big lungs. She's She's got a big voice, opera singer, whatever. And... <coughs> She was shocked at how much control this thing was able to exert over her when it was fully manifesting and fully showing up. Um, That's an example. I'm telling you this stuff to tell you the reality of this and how dangerous these things are. In all cases, these were people that loved Jesus. Okay, not the little kids. The last two cases, anyway. Um, These were people that really loved Jesus read the Bible, go to church, uh, acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord, but had old things that were embedded even from before they were Christians that were never dealt with. I got so many stories it's hard to even (laughs) know which stories need telling right now and I don't want to make a three hour long video again. So, Uh, I'm going to leave it there for now. I want you to be encouraged that you're not alone, and I want you to understand that some things take a fight to get them out. Sometimes by yourself, it may not even be possible, but you're not by yourself. You have Jesus. And He's plenty capable of getting anything out. Don't think that you're rebuking a demon in the name of you if you try to self-deliver you're rebuking a demon in the name of Jesus and he's standing right beside you and you're not alone. And he is perfectly capable of getting anything he wants off of you. Seek him. If he says to seek help, then seek help. We're here. And there may be other people around you that have authority that can help you get it off. Ask the Lord. He'll show you what to do. Lots more. Check out the Demonology playlist on YouTube on our channel FOTM1 and uh, we'll have more of this on the website as we're able to get it updated as well. Thanks for listening. More online at fellowshipofthemartyrs.com